Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Healing Insight Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners can help patients with everything from digestion to weight loss, autoimmune conditions to fertility, and so much more. But today we're talking about sleep. It is crucial to our health, and a lot of us aren't getting enough good quality rest. And Senya says things like stress or anxiety, a nutritional deficiency, or a hormonal imbalance can be impacting our sleep. Healing Insight can help with those issues and treat you with acupuncture, utilizing calming points on the wrist, on the heart meridian that help you finally relax and sleep, and recommending herbs to calm stress and supplements to balance hormones. I see Senya regularly. She places needles in strategic points and then just lets me rest. I call it an acupuncture nap, and it's like a full night of restorative sleep in about 30 minutes. Visit HealingInsightOnline.com to see Senia's gorgeous new website and learn all about all of the treatments she offers. That's HealingInsightOnline.com. Hey, Nesters, it's Marjorie, and I have a little announcement from Elizabeth. We have a baby. We have a baby. I'm so excited. She writes, we are so happy to welcome Heathcliff, Carl Reimers, into our family. Heathcliff was born on Saturday morning, October 3rd, weighing 7 pounds, 14 ounces, and measuring 20 inches long. Bernie and Frankie are beyond in love with their new little brother, and we are so happy he's finally here. Thank you all for the well wishes and the prayers and so much gratitude to the staff at the Mother Baby Center at Abbott in Minneapolis. We've delivered all of our babies there and have received such amazing care. Thanks to all of you. I hope you enjoy the episode. You'll know it was recorded before this great announcement. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is The Nest, our mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. So earlier this week, we were talking about a woman who changed her LinkedIn picture to better reflect where she is right now, which is a mother at home, homeschooling three kids or virtually schooling three kids, whatever we're calling it now. Yeah. She had just taken a shower and that's what she was using as her professional picture on LinkedIn. And the whole story went viral. So Elizabeth and I thought we'd just do a little, uh, a little chat about our authentic lives right now. This is it. What's happening to be really authentic and the real truth about it. And I am really loving people on social media right now who are, just telling it more like it is yes. and stopping with the comparison game and uh, constantly trying to show the highlights. Like, right. it's just, if you're showing some real tough stuff, I want to see what you're showing because it's making me feel better. <laughs> so help us feel better because that's what help we need. Help us feel better. Help us feel better. Okay, do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first because you have a dramatic story and I need to know about this. And, you know, we have a little bit of like a bird in a nest 
theme going yes. on our podcast, which in this situation, the birds did not fare well. Well, the birds were almost the death of me. Yeah. And that's what's really interesting about this. So I was flying back from Manhattan, Kansas to Chicago. And I know that flight well. I've done it many times. I know the pathway. It's a simple flight. It's a small jet. It's not a prop plane out of Manhattan, Kansas. It's a small jet. So it's one seat on one side and two seats on the other. Have you been on a plane that small? Yeah. 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 So you know. So it's little. I know what lift is supposed to feel like. So a plane like that feels very different than if you're on like a big jumbo jet. The For lift, sure. it's pretty easy. You go up pretty easily. And I don't like to fly, so I pay attention to all of these things because <laughs> I think I can diagnose a problem in a minute's notice if something's <laughs> going wrong on the plane. Not that I can do anything about it. But you'll know what's happening. But I'll know something's going wrong. So I don't like to fly. I'm not as fearful as I used to be. So what I had done is I downloaded the flights about an hour and 20 minutes. So I downloaded three episodes of Schitt's Creek, which I'm loving so much. And it's still weird to say that name, but that's the name of the show. That's what you say. When we say it on TV and radio, we have to say Bleeps Creek. Oh, do you? Yes. Yes. So that's what this is. And so right away, we're about to take off and I'm sitting next to somebody. So I'm on the aisle seat. I start Schitt's Creek up because I don't really want to pay attention to takeoff. Mm-hmm. And we start going in the air, and it was fine. I didn't really hear anything. It was all fine. I look up. We're, we're flying for about four minutes. I heard sort of a little rumble. We're flying about four minutes, and I look out, and we're really low. Like <sighs> like we're taking a biplane to Chicago. Yeah. Like, or we're crop dusting low. And I'm like, hmm. And I thought, well, I'm just going to keep watching the show that I love so very much. And about four minutes later, I look out again, and we're low. And just as I'm looking out, we start banking Oh, in a very strange way. And I look over at a woman who's in a window seat, and she just, as I see her, she moves her head very quickly and looks down at her lap, sort of in that I don't want to see this kind of way. Yeah, that's not good. And it's it's really – the weird part is I know – and the weather's fine. So I know at this point I pretty much knew something was wrong mm-hmm. because we just weren't climbing. And now we've, we're out about 10 minutes. Oh, gosh. And so just as that happened when we bank for an inexplicable reason, a flight attendant who I had sort of noticed before we got on the flight because she was fairly young – and I actually thought this as as I watched her get on the plane. She was wearing very high stiletto heels. And I actually thought to myself, you are no good to me in an emergency. None whatsoever. So she gets on the intercom and says, and I'm going to repeat her tone, we're making an emergency landing. We've hit a flock of birds. No. Oh, yeah. And that's her tone? And that was her tone. Oh, my gosh. So in that moment, I thought, okay, I, and I may be exaggerating the tone a little bit, but it was a slightly panicked tone. Yeah, it sounds panicked. At this moment, I decide, okay, I'm going to put away everything. And this is when I'm just going to send good thoughts to my husband and to my boys and and just be at peace because that didn't sound good. And we're still very low. (laughs) So... 
About two minutes after that, the older flight attendant comes on the intercom. She said, we are going to make an emergency landing in like the calmest librarian tone. She said, we are going to make an emergency landing. And it's a routine emergency landing. Oh, that feels good. It felt much better. Routine feels good. Yes. She said, routine emergency landing. So we just need to put your electronics away, put your tray tables up, put your seat bags to the original position, and we'll be landing shortly. Oh, my gosh. And it was like, lady, that is the way to do it. That's what we needed to hear. Yep. So it was about six minutes back. The landing went fine. As soon as we landed, the pilot came on and said... We didn't hit one bird. Like a couple of big birds were sucked into the engine. Oh, no. That's really dangerous. Yes, it is. And so what was funny is right away I had to rebook my flight because I was going to miss my connecting flight. So we landed safely back in Manhattan, which meant I got another night with my husband, which was just fine. He came back to pick me up at the airport. Great. But Elizabeth, when I was rebooking my flight for the next day, the guy behind me had gotten pushed up to first class, which I don't really know how there's a first class on that flight. Yeah. But anyway, he was up in the front and he saw the birds get sucked into the engine. No. And he said, I'm a pilot. And I said, well, did that, were, did, were you afraid? And he said, I said, did that give you pause? And he said, well, it was more than one bird. Oh. So I knew we were going back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so isn't that, so again, in the midst of everything that's going on, I think the universe is in so many ways telling me, that this is time to reevaluate my life. Yeah. Because that was a moment. It really was. And it's more of a moment in retrospect. Like, I keep thinking about it. And I'm pretty proud of myself that I was pretty calm, Elizabeth. Yeah. But I keep thinking about planes go down because of birds. This is not like, this is not a small thing. And the fact... I don't know if we hit geese, but the the pilot was was pretty funny. He let us all deplane almost right away because he knew that plane wasn't going back up. Oh, gosh. So anyway, so that is my authentic life. And (laughs) I am rethinking my life because that felt like a close call. (laughs) That is a close call. I'm so glad you're okay, but that's really scary. It was kind of scary. Yeah. It was. That's very scary. And I I feel like I want to write the producers of Schitt's Creek. And just say thank you. And had that been the last thing that I watched in my life, I would have felt pretty good about that. <laughs> it's such a sweet show. So I do think, though, that anything that just reminds you that life is fragile and that you just kind of never know what's going to come to you next yes. is always an appreciated little wake-up call to figure out where do you want to spend your time and your energy. Yeah. And then you can make decisions much more easily when you're coming at it from that perspective. Oh, yeah. Versus thinking that you've got all the time in the world. I don't. And right. that was pretty clear that day. And, and yeah. it, you know, it was just one of those moments. You're exactly right where it really felt like, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, but when you're on a plane that's not climbing and then starts banking, yeah, you right away think, I am so not in control of my own universe. No. And metaphorically, this kind of feels like COVID. Yeah. Like COVID is we're all on this low-flying plane that we can't control and make your decisions accordingly. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I sit in post-due date situation here, Marjorie, <laughs> pun it. 
Speaking of COVID, I had to get a Q-tip jammed into my brain today to get the COVID test. I know. I haven't had a COVID test throughout this entire thing because I have not had any interactions with people who have had COVID. And I haven't had any symptoms of COVID. So I've had no reason to get a test until today um, because... What it's looking like is if I don't have this baby by Friday on my own, we're going to go in and get induced. Okay. Friday would put me at 41 weeks in one day. So it's not like I'm jumping the gun here, guys. (laughs) I'm not like doing anything crazy. I had a good uh, conversation with my nurse practitioner. This isn't impatience. No, this isn't like just my vanity of going, I don't want to gain another few pounds. This is just kind of where we're at. It was interesting, though, because she said at my appointment the other day, the data is pretty clear that 41 to 42 weeks, there isn't a lot of benefit for the baby. And it's clear that at 42 weeks is when your risk of stillbirth and placenta failure and all of that goes up. So that's why with my first baby, Bernie, I was induced at 42 weeks and then she was 15 days overdue when she was ended up being born and then um i know but my nurse practitioner is you know maria i've seen her for dozen years and so she said we know like this is just how your body is this is you have a long gestational period this is what your family does so um (laughs) we're all really comfortable with this she's like but i think that if you would like to get induced on friday if you hadn't haven't had the baby you can so i said all right, let's go ahead and plan on that. And yeah. and then I had to go in today for a COVID test. But it's kind of funny because you talk about time. I sort of thought last Tuesday, which was two days before my due date, I thought I might be going into labor because I wasn't feeling good. And, and I didn't. And then I felt like I was given this gift of extra time. So I've been crazy productive. Like we finally got the nursery put together. Oh, that's Marjorie. wonderful. That's we got wonderful. the nursery together three days after my due date. Is this <laughs> appropriate? Um, yes. I've, you yes. know, I've been like baking and cooking up Aww. a storm of just like doing these things. I've been organizing oh, and there is something about that. Like, okay, I've gotten, I don't know. I didn't plan that this was going to be sort of a theme with your near death flight experience, yes. but it's that gift of extra time that you've been given when you expected yeah. Yeah. something, it didn't turn out that way. And then you end up with this kind of either new outlook or some actual extra time that you didn't expect that you can just be so productive and you can have this sense of clarity of just like, I'm going to get these things done. So right. that being said, I mean, to be truly authentic, I mean, I haven't necessarily been my best behaved. I've been sort of short tempered because I am just tired and right. irritated too. Right. <laughs> so, and I'm also feeling anxiety about yeah. knowing that I'm going to have to go through childbirth again. Yeah. And there's something about having to going through it again and knowing what I know, right. which is that I've already done it twice. Yeah. And, and I'm a wimp. I mean, some people are like total pain pros. They can handle yeah. it. I am not. Yeah. I am a wimp. I'm sad. I cry. I don't like it. And, and so I'm feeling like all of those. So the tr- while it's been this nice gift of extra time and I've been productive, I've also been feeling like a lot of highs and lows, yeah, which have been feeling a little overwhelming. Like I'll either feel like things are really, really great and my kids are so sweet and we're in this great groove or I hate everyone and everything and that doesn't feel <laughs> – 
that great. And I'm sure you can imagine who's getting the brunt of the I yeah. hate everything, and that would be yeah. my husband. Yeah. Which, And I'm not saying that that's not deserved on some points, because but, sometimes it is. But that having been said, it's just – and I think it's hard to explain to men what this feels like. What yes. it feels like that this thing is going to happen no matter what. And you're glad for it. And I was always glad that I was a woman and that I was the one that could give birth. But it's hard to explain the looming nature of that responsibility. For sure. And that amount of fear to a certain And the extent. recovery that you're anticipating. The recovery. Like for me on my second one, I knew that was going to be a C-section again. So there was yeah. that whole thing. I know. And when you give birth, it's mesh underwear for days and days, yeah. Marjorie. It yeah, sucks. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna be authentic, it's a lot of like oozing and yeah, and on discomfort and oh, not and nipple feeling pain like and all of it, yes, and not feeling like you're yourself, and then you have this sweet little bundle that can't really do anything, and then there's that, but and you know, there's also the anticipation for me in the in the days leading up to a birth is there's also that heightened anticipation of you just want to meet the little guy. Yeah. Like you just want to get to that like you just want to get to that. Like let's yeah. just fast forward to hello, welcome to the world, everything's good. And again, I am at this point as we're recording this, I am almost 41 weeks pregnant. I am yes. not jumping the gun on this. Like don't <laughs> don't at me and tell me that I am like, well, you should be grateful for every no. moment that you're pregnant because no. if you do that, I will block you because I can't <laughs> handle it because I am not like I'm I'm not whining at 35 weeks about being pregnant, guys. Right. I'm pregnant right. longer than most people are pregnant. Okay? So but I I do kind of like that about you. Like I never really thought that was a thing. Like people who, what's the name of it? You just stayed longer. Is there? Like I just a, have a very long gestational period. Yeah, it's more. It's more similar to that of an elephant than it is of a human being. Is that yes. like the German like stoic part of you, <laughs> or like know. what is that? I like, don't know. I kind of like to think that I'm just good at being pregnant, so the babies yeah. don't want to evacuate. Oh, I kind of like that idea that you just have like the best womb. Maybe, and, and, and it's not like I'm having giant babies, Marjorie. I mean, they're seven. <laughs> Bernie was seven fourteen. No, seven nine. Franklin was seven fourteen. I mean, they're not massive. They're they're solid sized, oh but I'm God. not giving birth to like an eleven pound behemoth. Gar was almost nine pounds. Oh yeah, that's real deal. <laughs> And I was nine pounds. Yeah. So I just grow big babies. They <laughs> grow big babies. Well, uh, it will. You will be delivered. The baby will be delivered, and all will be well. And that's I true. Just, I have just been beside myself, and it is everything I can do. Like if you look at the thread between us, I'm trying so hard not to be that annoying person. That's like, <laughs> is the baby here? Is the baby here? Is the baby here? Because I think about you. At least once an hour. Like You'll I'm know. thinking, I, I, I know, we'll but you know. I, I'm trying really hard. I just want you to know the sacrifice that I'm making on this end <laughs> of not being as annoying as I really want to be. So fair enough. I did have a lot of texts over the weekend and people are like, is the baby here yet? And I was like, guys, I'm two days overdue. Why are you even asking me? Don't <laughs> ask me yet. Leave that's, me alone. That's just how it works. Oh. But that's, so that's the truth. That's what's going on. Listen, we're, we're nesting, we're building a nest. And then yes. in Marjorie's case, she just, mowed through some birds that'll never go to their nest again. 
Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a bird massacre. It was a bird massacre, but <laughs> I survived. Go. So yes, hopefully that's, that's a, the main thing. That's a good trade off for the universe. So <laughs> life and death, everybody. Life and death. There you have it. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.